let's go ahead and get into the Word of God now. We're going to go into Isaiah, the 60th chapter. Isaiah, the 60th chapter. Amen. Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 19 through 22. That's going to be somewhat of our text today. I'm going to... Touch on it, but I have several other scriptures. The Lord put something on my heart that I really struggled with um, what to say to you this morning. Um, but I believe the Lord has answered my prayer and he would have us to understand some things about Jesus Christ. Amen. Some simple things. It's okay if we go back to some simple things. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 60 verses 19 through 20. Amen. The word of God reads, the sun shall no more, the sun shall be no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee, but the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy glory, or in thy God, thy glory. Thy sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw itself, for the Lord shall be thine everlasting light. Again, amen. And the days of thy mourning shall be ended. Thy people also shall be all righteous. They shall inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. A little one shall become a thousand and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time or in his time. And then, keeping your finger there, go to Daniel 7, 27. Daniel 7, 27. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. I want to speak to you today from the title, Total Redemption. Total Redemption. Amen? We understand, most of us, and I want to take for granted those of who may be listening online, that God created the world. He created the heavens and the earth. Amen? And after everything that God made, God said it was what? Good. Amen. Meaning it was perfect. There were no flaws whatsoever. Amen? Amen. Man's original position was to rule and reign over everything that God created that was good. Amen? And in a sense, man, even now, has an advantage over many things. Amen. We are at the top in every category. We dominate over all the creatures of the earth, amen, land and sea. However, we don't rule and reign in the way that God intended us to originally. And there's a reason for that. And the reason is when Adam sinned, all of mankind went from ruling over the earth to being ruled by the earth. You understand that? 
We went from ruling in the way that God originally intended to be in some ways mastered by the earth. We can't fix things. There's something broken here, and we know it. Amen. Uh-oh. Now, if we go, let me just go ahead and warn right now. There are, we are in a storm, and there are possibly electrical situations happening. So if we go offline, I will take this mic down, and I will just continue to preach, even if I got to preach in the dark. Amen. We're going to hear this word. And for those of us who are online who could not make it to service this Sunday and every other Sunday that you've watched, <laughs> you got to hear the word. We would love for you to come on back. Amen. Amen. That's why it's good to be in the service. Amen. All right. So we don't rule over things as God intended because of sin. Amen. Sin has caused us to lose ground. Amen. Come on in. Now, for this reason, because of sin, we now deal with natural disasters. Amen? Things like earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, tsunamis. I have a friend of mine that lives in a certain state. He used to be a member here, but he moved away. Um, he's a good friend of mine, but every single year, I kid you not, his house is almost flooded. I love this man, and I want him to tell him all the time, but you need to go ahead and move. Now, he's getting used to this. This is what he expects. This is his norm. But every year, he runs into a situation where his house is almost flooded. It's ridiculous. You know, and I, I remember when I was on the road as a musician, driving on the road. Uh, I used to drive on Route 66 through all the states. And when I was younger, you know, uh, <laughs> they would illegally let me drive the big rig, the big, uh, big uh, buses. I would, you know, I'd be behind the wheel. And every now and then, on some of those long roads, we would see amazing things like tornadoes, twisters. Amen? And we was like, wow, that's amazing. Look at the, what an amazing sight. However, those things, even though they are amazing and fantastic to behold, they were never what God originally intended. Hmm. God made the earth to be perfect, not dangerous. So earthquakes were never really a part of God's original plan. Tsunamis were never a part of God's original plan. Things that could cause great destruction was never a part of God's original plan. Why? Because God made the earth good and perfect. Amen. Sin caused these natural disasters to happen. We see them, we are amazed by them, but they were not what God originally intended. Amen? Not only that, the animal kingdom. Amen? The animal kingdom, even God made those animals to be perfect and good and at peace. But we are not in the time where we are seeing that. Some people are interesting folks. Let's just call them that. Some cultures, let's just say that. Some folks decide they want to make certain animals pets. And then we read later on about them in the news. <laughs> people have pet boa constrictors and Cobras and 
There's this thing where folks, and I, I, I love animals, so I, I, you know, one of the things I do, people, when my son is watching me, he always like, Daddy, you're always watching something about the big cats. I love lions and pumas, and they're just fascinating creatures to me. And there are some people who decide, you know, maybe it's a good idea to move the lions and the tigers and the bears inside my house with me. There are some people who recognize this is not a good idea, and there are others who do this, and things don't go well, and we read about them on the news. There are people who, you know, for instance, uh, they open up a circus, and they show off how well they have tamed a certain animal, and they stick their whole head in a lion's mouth, and then we read about you on the news. Things don't go well. There are people who go camping, and they tell you with signs all over, don't feed the bears. And there are certain groups of people who decide that they want to do this, and it doesn't go well for them. Why? Because the animal kingdom is not at peace with man. But that was never God's intention. Amen. It was never God's intention for the animals to attack humans. Even more than that, Isaiah 11, 6 and 9. Isaiah 11, 6 and 9 says this. And I'm going to go ahead and get... Get moving here because I don't want us to belabor the situation while there's a storm outside. But Isaiah 11, 6 through 9 says, In that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion. And the little child will lead them. The cow will graze near the bear. The cub and the calf will lie down together. The lion will eat hay like a cow. There's no such thing in our minds as a vegetarian lion. These things don't happen. They eat meat, as we know, right? The baby will play safe near the hole of a cobra. Yes, a little child will put his hand in a nest of deadly snakes without harm. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for as the waters fill the sea, so the earth will be filled with people who know God. Underline that line. Amen. The things that we see, like Windstorms. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Tornadoes, wild animals feeding on each other and feeding on human beings. These are things that we would consider to be normal to us. Right? We're not surprised by them. You go on a safari and you see the lions attacking some other animal as, as prey. We're not surprised by those things. But they are not, again, what God originally intended. Amazing weather and peace with all the creatures is what God originally planned. Amen? But not only are the animal kingdom, and is the animal kingdom not at peace with man, man is not at peace with man. Are you hearing me? The planet's not at peace with man, the animals are not at peace with man, and we are not at peace with each other. Amen? It's normal for you to go down the street and have to watch your back. Right? Oakland and San Francisco right now, the crime rate is off the chain. They're closing businesses left and right. Why? Because people are violent. Are you hearing me? And this is now, what we, when we see these things for a while, we shake our head and say, oh my goodness, they're going to close down in and out. Oh my goodness, Denny's, Denny's went out of, out, of, out of business in Oakland. I saw it on the news. Crime is so bad. Now, we get shocked by that at first, but eventually, what? What happened? 
that becomes the norm. We begin to, you know, it's not so shocking anymore. Just like it's not so shocking to hear about an earthquake, it's not so shocking to hear that people are robbing the grocery store and now the grocery stores go out of business. Amen? It's normal for you to have trouble in a marriage. People get married and we go, wow, of course they're fighting. <laughs> it's normal for your children to act up. You say, something's wrong with my kid. Well, get in line. Something's wrong with mine. I was at the school, had to knock him up, you know, side his neck, a little knucklehead, acting crazy. But, you know, we're not shocked by these things anymore. But these things were never in God's original plan. Did you know that? Amen. It's normal for you to have conflict in your relationships. It's normal for you to have a boss that's out of their mind. It's normal. Amen? But it's not what God intended. We expect a few murders here and there, don't we? We expect to hear somebody, you know, about something, a tragic rape or strife in a family or jealousy or theft or adultery. These are normal things to us now to the point to where we become desensitized, right? Because it's not an unusual thing anymore. You know, it's normal for you to spend at least 10 years on this planet and have at least two folks curse you completely out. Am I not lying to you? It can happen on any day. This is just your day to get cussed out. Think about it. You went in the store, rubbed somebody the wrong way, had a few choice words, and they read you a whole paragraph about you and your whole mama and your family. That's normal. But this was never what God originally intended. All these things we suffer, all because of sin. Sin entered into the planet and changed everything. But God made a plan. And God made a promise that it would not always be this way. Isaiah 60, 19 through 22, real quick. Isaiah 60, 19, 19 through 22. The word of God says, the sun shall be no more thy light by day, neither the brightness shall the moon, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee. But the Lord shall be unto thee in everlasting light, and thy God thy glory. Verse 20, the sun shall no more go down, neither shall the moon withdraw itself, for the Lord shall be thine everlasting light, and thy days of thy mourning shall be ended. Can you imagine a time where every single day you see the light of not the sun, but God's sun? Every single day. Never shutting off. Living in the manifest presence of God Every single moment of your life. Get up in the morning and Jesus is there. Go to sleep and Jesus is there. Go to work on something and Jesus is there. Darkness is not able to penetrate in any place where you, where you ever go. Why? Because Jesus is there. 
His light just floods the planet. Can you imagine what that must be like? Well, say to God, that's where we're headed. One day you won't need the sun because you'll have the sun, Jesus Christ. Amen? Can you imagine his manifest presence casting out and canceling all darkness, all sin? Nothing can ever go wrong. Nobody can ever do any wrong. Jesus' light is the policing system for everything that happens on the planet. Can you imagine that? Where his power is ruling and reigning every day. And there shall be, uh, your days of mourning will be ended. Why? Because Jesus' manifest presence will not allow you to suffer anything. Can you imagine that? This is where we're headed one day. Amen? But not only that, verse 21 says something very, very key. We're just going to move through this without belaboring it. Verse 21 says this, Thy people also shall be all righteous. <sighs> they shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. We will be righteously living, do the will of God forever and ever, and be able to glorify God forever and ever with anything, that whatever we do. We're going to glorify God. Could you imagine that where you just can't act up? Where you just can't say the wrong thing? Are you hearing what I'm saying? What kind of household would you live in if everybody just had Jesus just flowing through them the whole time? All day. What would your husband and wife act like if you just... What kind of marriage would you have if we just couldn't shut Jesus off? Just... Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's the kind of life that we're, look, we're looking forward to. And it says in, in verse 22, it says, A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. No matter what status or level that you are on right now as far as your prosperity, it doesn't matter. God's going to raise up the ones who are lowly and prosper them and lift them up. So there will be no need for me to be jealous of you. You won't have what I, I'll have what you have, you have what I have. It won't make a difference. God's going to even it all out. There's no class system here. We're not lacking anything. You may have come in thinking like, you know, well, my, my clan is the lowest and my family is the lowest. We come from the lowest. Jesus says, no, we're going we're gonna to even all that out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is supposed to be the norm. But this is not what we're experiencing, is it? This is supposed to be the norm. Think about it, saints. Why would God create a planet? Why would a perfectly holy, merciful, kind, all-powerful, ever-present, all-knowing God create a planet where bad things happen? He wouldn't. We did that. We messed it up. We blew it. How did we mess it up? Sin. Sin. So how does it get fixed? How does this get fixed? Well, we need a redeemer. And God has sent a redeemer. 
and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen? Jesus came representing you and I to live a perfect and holy life. He lived everything that God wanted him to do, that God the Father wanted him to do. He said everything God wanted him to say. He lived and thought everything that God wanted him to think. Amen. He never sinned against his father. Then he died for our sins, paid the penalty that you and I deserve. Amen. Then he rose again, and then he did something amazing after that. He promised to send his Holy Spirit to live in you and I. Why? I tell you why. Because only can the Holy Spirit transform and change us to be like Jesus. Are you hearing me? Colossians 1, uh, uh, 19 and 20. Colossians 1, 19 and 20. It says this, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile, there it is, all things unto himself by him, I say, whether uh, they be things in earth or things in heaven. Now, to redeem something, to have total redemption of something, is to buy something back from something. Are you hearing me? To free by purchasing. Jesus shed his blood to release us from the power of sin and to give us righteous living. Amen? Where he could enable us and empower us to live a righteous life. Jesus, by dying on the cross and paying for our sins, he purchased our freedom. He snatched us out of the hands of Satan, where Satan had total dominion and rule, and now we are no longer in Satan's grip. Jesus paid to release us from the power of Satan. So now it's no longer a situation where you are totally dominated by Satan. No, Jesus paid to release you like a ransom. Someone's holding you captive, and a ransom pays to release you. Amen. The redemption of the earth and everything in it has everything to do with the redemption of man's souls. Are you hearing me? The redemption of the earth and everything in it has everything to do with the redemption of the souls of men. Go back to Isaiah 60, 21. Isaiah 60 and 21. Thy people also shall be all righteous. They shall inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. The only way this thing gets fixed, saints, in the earth and the planet and all the animals and all that stuff, the only way it gets fixed is that you and I get fixed. We have to get fixed. Isaiah 11 and 9. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for as the waters fill the sea, so the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. He's basically saying that all the animals will get along with each other and, 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 and the lions and will, will lay down with the, with the calf and it won't hurt any, any other creature. It will not prey on that creature. But he's saying what the key is, is that God's people will know the Lord. Huh? God's people will know the Lord. Romans 8. 18 
For we reckon that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the people, of the, of the creature awaiteth the manifestations of the sons of God. So what's happening is the creature, the earth, they're waiting for you and me to fulfill our rightful position. When we sin, Satan took the keys and authority. But when man is restored to his position as righteous people, then God rewards us back what we lost. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So now what's happening is, is that the creature is waiting for man to take his place. The earth and the tremors we hear, the, 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 the tsunamis and the earthquakes, all of that is saying, hurry up, Jesus, and get here. Save these folks so that you, you can make this place new again. That's what's really happening. So we say, oh, that was a terrible natural disaster. Well, this is horrible what happened to all those people. You know what's really happening? The earth is crying out, will these people just get saved? Wow. Are you hearing me? That's another way to look at things, isn't it? Amen. Nothing will hurt in my holy mountain. Uh Uh-huh. For the waters will fill the seed, so the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. This is God restoring mankind back to his ability to rule and reign in the way he originally intended for us. In order for us to rule and reign, God has to have his people transformed. Amen? Righteousness must rule. Otherwise, God can make this planet over and over again, restore this planet over and over again, and make it over and over and over again. If we don't get in our rightful place, we can't handle the gift that we've been given. We'll mess it up over and over again. Uh, So what do we need to do, saints? We need to repent of our sin and have faith in Jesus Christ. That is the key. You and I, without Christ and his Holy Spirit living inside of us, we are not functioning in a way that God intended us to. We were created to reign, to rule with righteousness. And until that happens, then we are not doing what we were created to do. Amen? We must repent of our sin and have faith in Christ. Acts 3.19 says this. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when time to refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And then Psalm 51.17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, will thou not despise. We turn from our sin, we trust in Jesus Christ and what he has done to save us, we trust in him, and then what? He's saying that we have remorse. We have remorse. I'm putting my faith in Jesus Christ, but I am sorry about what I've done, Lord. I'm sorry about what I've done. I turn from my sin and I put my trust in Jesus Christ. That's the key. Amen. And in that moment, when you do that, when you trust in Jesus Christ and what he has done for you, when you repent of your sins, you trust in him, what happens? The Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. And then you begin to function in the way that God originally intended for you to function. Are you hearing me? Amen. So what should we do? Repent 
have faith in Christ? And the 2 Peter 3.10 says this. 2 Peter 3 and 10. Almost done. <laughs> but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Seeing that one day everything that we know as normal is going to get burned up. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. He really is. Verse 12 says, looking for the hastening unto the coming of the, the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire. Can you imagine that? The heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Jesus is coming back one day, y'all. How should we be living? How should we li live in light of the fact that we know he's coming again? Hmm? Peter wrote to the church. He said, you know, a lot of folks will say, well, you know, we've been saying that Jesus is coming back for the longest. And ain't nothing happened. And he said, you know, it's funny. I seem to recall there were some other people back in Noah's day that thought like that. They were getting married, going to jobs, you know, graduating from school, going to concerts, listening to Drake, whatever they were doing. <laughs> and one day at the concert, <laughs> it started raining, and water was coming from under, underneath the ground, and it was flooded, and they were trying to knock on the ark to try to get in, but God shut the door. It was too late. They were banging on the door. Not even Noah closed the door. God shut the door. And it was too late. What kind of life, what kind of, as it says in the King James Version, conversation, lifestyle, should we live in light of the fact that we know that Jesus is going to come and change all of this? And what we thought was the norm will no longer be the norm. You only have so much time to respond to the mercy of God. I know a lot of preachers don't preach like this, but I have to tell you the truth. When you see the storms, when you see the earthquake, when you see all these natural disasters, when you see all these things, don't get normal. Don't let that stuff make it seem like that's normal. Jesus is not happy with that stuff. This was never what he intended. He didn't make it to be this way. What he wants us to understand is these are signs. He's coming again. Don't get comfortable. He's coming again. Amen? Verse 13, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth what? Righteousness. There it is again. What kind of people are going to reign with God forever? Righteous people. So what must happen? We must be redeemed. We must be transformed. We must be changed. Amen? And remember, you can't change on your own. Amen? It is impossible. I don't know how many people have tried to be perfect all week. And who blew it this week? Raise your hand. I just want to... Oh, so we got some perfect folks in here. Who messed up this week? Who said something you weren't supposed to say? Maybe you didn't say it, but you thought it. 
You know? It didn't come out my mouth, but oh, the Lord heard it. It was loud and clear with a microphone. <laughs> Here's the thing, saints. We can't do it on our own. We must be set free. We must be redeemed to receive the Holy Spirit so that you will progressively begin to walk in this righteousness, in this holiness that you were always intended to walk in. Amen? This redemption of the soul is not something that you can do. You, just like you can't tame the bear, just like you can't, you know, educate the boa constrictor, the same that you can't tame your own soul. You're going to need power from on high to live inside of you so that you begin to walk out the things that God has called you to walk out in the first place, where you begin to get a taste of where you're headed. I'm not doing everything right, but I'm not doing everything I used to do. Amen? I'm not thinking everything right, but I'm not thinking everything I used to think. Amen? I'm not responding to everything in the right way, but I'm not responding the way I used to respond. What's happening, the Holy Spirit is living inside of me and giving me a taste of who I really am, who God always intended me to be, where I'm headed. I'm getting a taste right now of righteousness, and I'm going to one day receive the whole boatload of righteousness where I'll be able to live in the presence of God, amen, and do exactly what he said and live out exactly what I was supposed to live out and just the way he created me, amen. You cannot tame or control the earthquake or the tsunami, but the Holy Spirit can gradually tame you. Amen. He can gradually tame you. And why does he want this? Because this is where you're headed in the first place. This is what's coming. Amen. Romans 7, Paul talks about the things that I want to do, I don't do them. The things that I want to do for God, I can't even get myself to do it. And the things I want to stop doing, that's the stuff I keep doing. And then he gets frustrated with himself. He says, oh, what miserable person I am. Who will free me from this body of death, this body dominated by sin? And he says, thank God the answer is Jesus Christ and then our Lord. So you see how it is with my flesh I serve, you know, the, the sin. But with, with my spirit I serve the Lord. Why? Because he was a slave to sin. And the only way to free a slave is to redeem him. Somebody's got to pay for you to get released from your natural ability to go against God. Jesus Christ has done that. Amen? Amen. He redeemed him. He freed him. What's encouraging here, saints, is even though you're not perfect, there's a desire to be perfected. I don't know about you, but that encourages me. I don't know about you, but that encourages me. See, years ago, that wasn't there. Years ago, we could sin and do whatever we want to do and didn't think nothing of it. Didn't care what happened. The Holy Spirit came to live inside of us. And now, there's a war going on between my flesh and the spirit. And my flesh wants to do something that it should not do. But the spirit is telling me, no, you're going to serve the Lord. So there's a battle there. And even in that battle, in that imperfection, aren't you glad the Holy Spirit doesn't cause you to be thrown away, that God doesn't throw you away and give up on you? In spite of that battle, the Holy Spirit is pushing you progressively 
forward. You're getting closer and closer to thinking like God. And not just because you're tired and wore out and nobody want to do nothing with you. Not because you're old and can't go to the club and nobody thinks you're cute anymore. No, that's not it. What's happening is God is doing something inside of you where he's changing your very desires. Are you hearing me? I don't know about you, but that is a miracle. Because that wasn't there before. Amen? I was miles away from that. I don't know about you, but I was miles away from that. So here's the thing. We see these things, and we think that is the norm. That is not the norm. That's just what we're used to. What God is doing is he's redeeming us and redeeming our character and changing us to where we see things the way he sees them, to where we begin to look for a new normal under the control of the Holy Spirit. And what is that a picture of? That's a picture of where we're headed no matter what. For those of us who are in Christ, we're new creatures. The old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Where are we headed? We're headed back to ruling and reigning the way God intended us to. And one day, saints, we're going to look up, be with Jesus, and we might be able to have that pet line that by, at that time. <laughs> now is not the time. Don't try it. You know, but we might be able to have that pet elephant and tiger and bear living in your backyard. You might even be able to talk to it. I don't know. He might talk back. I don't know. All I do know is this is not the norm. Where we're headed to, that's what God intended. But what he always intended is for his righteous people to be the folks that are ruling. Amen? Two last scriptures and I'm done. Revelations 21, 27. Revelation 21, 27. And there shall in no wise enter into it, talking about the kingdom, anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. He's saying that those who have his spirit, who have been changed, who have been perfected, they are the ones that are going to enter in the kingdom. Amen? So what are we doing right now? We are becoming like those people progressively. We're becoming like where we're headed, the redeemed, the transformed. Amen? Last scripture. Again, Daniel 7, 27. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. You see it? Whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And all dominions shall serve and obey him. That's the goal. That's why you've been snatched out of the hand of the enemy. We don't go back. We go forward. Amen? We don't go back to our vomit. 
we go forward. When you have the Holy Spirit in you, he's pushing you towards being like Jesus. That's the goal. Why? Not so he can cramp your style and take the party away from you. That's not it. So you can actually be who he always intended you to be. Righteous living saints who rule and reign in his perfect and holy, totally peaceful kingdom that has been totally redeemed. That's the picture. That's what God wants. That's where we're headed. We're headed towards perfection, saints. We're headed towards being in a place where nothing ever goes wrong. Wow. Imagine that, where there's so much of the light of Jesus, you don't even need the sun. Where darkness cannot exist. He said, there'll be an end to your mourning. No more tears. No more sorrow. And guess what? No more crazy folks. Yeah, you're going to clap for that. But guess who the crazy person he will start with? You. <laughs> you and me. Oh, Jamie coming. We better redeem him. <laughs> we can't let him up in here the way he is. Hear what I'm saying? You know, that's, what, that's where we're headed. Amen? We're headed towards being totally redeemed. How many people want to go there? Huh? How many people want to go there? Now, how many people want to be transformed so we can go there? How many people have a desire in your heart to be like Jesus now? How many people, when you do wrong, you feel it? Huh? When the Holy Spirit goes, ah, that's not who you are. You're redeemed. I bought you back. You live for me now. I own you. I paid for you. How many people are like that? How many folks we got like that? You know what? You didn't do that on your own, did you? You know who did it? The Holy Spirit. Amen. Totally redeemed. I'm done. Amen. Amen. Amen.